On Saturday, Rabbi Sharon Brous of Ikar gave a drosh all about women. How women in the IDF, whose job it was to watch Gaza, did know what Hamas was planning, but the men refused to listen. She talks about grape being used as a weapon of war and about how women will be the ones to bring about peace. Every drosh Rabbi Sharon Brous gives is moving and powerful, and I implore you to watch as many of them as you can. I have this one and one from a couple weeks ago in my you-know-where. I'm going to show you five minutes of this drash. It is 20 minutes long. I implore you to go to my you-know-where and watch the whole thing. It's only 20 minutes. And this is going to be really hard to watch. The five minutes I'm including here includes exactly what the women knew. And it is infuriating and appalling. Please don't scroll. Please watch. We need to talk about this especially now because over the last week or so, we have had some new evidence come to light that has to be elevated and considered and reckoned with. And I'm talking about the spotters of Nahal Oz, those who served in the Israel Defense Forces Gaza Division. In Hebrew, the spotters are called Tatspitanit. This role is almost entirely filled by women in the army. Their job is to surveil the border and to raise alarm if and when they observe anything suspicious that's happening. Here's what we now know. For those who've been asking over the course of the past seven weeks how it is that Israel's vaunted intelligence and security apparatus could possibly miss the signs of such a massive murderous action as the one carried out on October 7th, the answer is that the signs were not missed. The spotters saw plenty of suspicious activity over the course of many, many months. According to a new report in Haaretz, these women saw senior Hamas officials preparing military exercises and holding briefings at the border. They saw Hamas drone activity. They saw Hamas build a replica of an Israeli tank and an Israeli observation tower. And they watched as Hamas practiced shelling both of them. They witnessed Hamas disable Israeli security cameras at the border. They observed vehicles amassing at the border, vans, motorcycles, and trucks. Shockingly, much of the preparation for the massacres of October 7th occurred in broad daylight. It was as if they were not even trying to hide what they were planning. And the spotters witnessed all of it and they were stunned and they were scared because they understood what it was that they were seeing. Again and again, they made official reports with increasing concern and urgency to senior officers, but they were consistently ignored. How could this be? To those spotters who survived, the answer is sadly crystal clear. It is a toxic combination of arrogance and male chauvinism, which was well known and had been growing over the past couple of years. Already a year ago, 
that women had lodged formal complaints that their voice was simply not being heard and that their professional opinion was not being given due weight. The women were told, you are our eyes, not the head that needs to make decisions about the information that you are giving us. The women were warned that they did not understand what they were seeing. They were mocked, they were silenced, they were disregarded. One high-ranking Israeli official who visited Nahal O's base this year said it is reported explicitly to them, I do not want to hear another word about this nonsense. If you nudge me about this again, you will stand trial. On October 7th, when the infiltration from Gaza began, the women knew exactly what was happening. They had seen it. They had warned of all of the evidence that was leading to this moment for many months. We now know that one senior intelligence officer in Shmona Mataim, in the vaunted senior intelligence unit, explicitly documented Hamas's intention not only of breaching the border and carrying out these attacks on military targets, but also attacks on civilians. But when she placed her report, her senior officer responded saying, this seems imaginary to me. On October 7th, 15 of the spotters, those women who had raised the alarm were killed by Hamas. Seven more of them were taken captive. At least one of those has subsequently been killed. Two of them survived, but only after witnessing their friends being executed before them and playing dead by hiding beneath their bodies until they were rescued under fire many hours later. As one survivor explained, they abandoned our friends to die because nobody wanted to listen to us. It's beneath their dignity to listen to a sergeant to tell them something contrary to what senior intelligence officers are telling them. Who am I, some little woman, she said, before a man with the rank of major or lieutenant colonel for whom everybody stands at attention when he enters the room. It is very clear now to these survivors that because the spotters are exclusively young women, there is no doubt that if men had been sitting at those screens, things would have looked differently on October 7th. It all comes back to the women. I mean, I think I always knew that, but not to this extent. The heads of the IDF deserve things that I cannot say on a TikTok. The current Israeli government deserves things that I cannot say on a TikTok. Hamas and the current Israeli government are both equally as at fault for what happened and what is still happening. But a large part of the fault also lies directly and entirely with male chauvinism. I knew that the military knew something was happening. I didn't know they knew everything. So I'm assuming you didn't either. Please take the time to watch the full drash. to all of us in need of healing. And may the memories of those who have been lost and those who will be lost be a blessing and a revolution for peace, freedom, and safety for all. Shortcast Club.